Mwaiseni, welcome to the art of otherness, conversations on fearless authenticity. Cynthia Wright is passionate about gerontology, a social entrepreneur, aged care expert, wife, mother, daughter, Australia Day ambassador, and so much more. She thrives on bringing about positive change in communities. We chatted about how she does it all and social entrepreneurs shifting from a Mother Teresa to a Bill Gates global business approach. This was my first remote interview and the sound quality drops in some parts. My apologies for that. But I really loved my conversation with Cynthia and I hope you enjoy it too. And what I do, I do put people on the spot. So the first thing that I asked um, is for someone to introduce themselves in a language other than English. So do you speak any other languages? I do. I do. I speak um, Bemba. I think I'm more fluent in Bemba. Um, that's about it. Yes, just that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Um, I know Bemba as well, but I am curious to kind of uh, get you to say hello to our listeners in Bemba. I'm, I'm curious about um, how you will say it. So if you could say hello to uh, everyone in Bemba. Mulishani, my I love it. I love it. My is a new one. So, you know. Yeah. We'll keep it like that. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so just to start off with, who is Cynthia? Oh, wow. Um, it's a very like, you know. Uh, um, <laughs> question. Okay, so I'll just tell you a little bit about myself, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. Start from there. And then if um, you want to ask me anything else, we can go from there. So um, the way I describe myself is Cynthia is a leader. As a leader, mm. she's a she's a woman, a mother, a wife, um, and a friend, and a daughter, and a granddaughter. Mm. So some of um, and then we get into the social economic side of who Cynthia is. Um, mm -hmm. I am a corporate manager um, in aged care so I manage an aged care facility work for an organization that builds aged care facilities um, so that's what I normally do from you know Monday to Friday nine to five that's my nine to five mm -hmm. it's also a passion of mine after studying an undergrad in um, nursing and science and then I did a postgrad in occupational health and safety majored in health um, so a lot of my passion is around gerontology. Um, so I enjoy that stuff because uh, we live in a aging population in Australia. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's uh, that's an area that I'm very passionate about when it comes to my career growth, and also um, leading teams where I can create more leaders. Other than that, um, I'm also running my own social enterprise, uh, formerly known as Regions of Africa. Uh, we've just gone through rebranding that. We've uh, decided to go global. Um, so it's been rebranded to Regions International, which is, uh, which is very um, exciting in terms of where we are going with it. Um, 
and also uh, the Australia Day Ambassador for 2019. Uh, so working with uh, the Australia Day Council, uh, promoting active citizenship, um, civics and um, citizens, but also um, promoting um, inclusion and diversity as well in communities. So I'm really enjoying working with um, local councils and also uh, local government. I, mm -hmm. I accept roles and I get involved in things because I'm passionate about them. So I'm very selective with what I would take on board because uh, if I'm not passionate about something, I'll look at it in terms of where am I going to get the time to achieve that. Um, yeah. But everything for me is passion-driven um, and purpose-driven as well. So I actually find the time to do it. 24 hours a day, 24 hours in a day is um, sometimes not enough. But if you um, are passionate about something, you will find even 10 minutes to, to give into something that you're doing. I'm curious about, you know, you've kind of talked about your passion, especially kind of like your health background mm -hmm. and concentrating on um, aging in Australia or, you know, how you kind of like bring diverse, inclusive community together. I'm kind of like interested in what makes you, what do you think is the thing that has brought out that passion uh, from you? Where did it start from? Was there, you know, a moment in time that you knew that, all right, this is the thing that I'm really um, focused on, passionate about? Um, I think uh, for me, it was, I kind of stumbled into, um, in, in, into aged care, really, um, while studying my nursing at university. Mm -hmm. Um, nursing is very diverse. It is, it is very dynamic as well. Uh, there's so many different areas you can go into. Um, but for me, I was looking at where can I make the most impact? Um, is it at the beginning of life, which can be pediatrics, or is it at the end of life, which is gerontology? Um, so I... I did both. Uh, so when you're studying nursing, you, you sort of go into um, the practical work of it to sort of like try before you settle kind of um, kind of method. Uh, so I went into pediatrics and I did a bit of that uh, for a few weeks. I think that was about four weeks of that. Um, I enjoyed it, but I did not uh, find satisfaction or if you like, I did not feel like I was making a huge impact because I got so attached to to my patients to the point where if I lost one, it I, I found it to be very devastating because mm -hmm. obviously the um, the goals for getting uh, a child better quickly so they can go uh, on with their life or they can go back to school, they can go back and play sport, A, B, C, D. There's a lot of pressure. And you yeah. want them to get better. There's just no two ways about it. Even if you know the prognosis is A, B, C, D, they're not going to get better. They're going to get worse. Um, you still want them to get better, which is the total yeah. opposite with aged care. Aged care is all about management. It's all about um, quality of life 
where they at. So it doesn't matter whether someone is palliative care, whether they're at the end stage of um, uh, cancer or anything. The, the most important thing that we're looking at is how can we make uh, their end stage more enjoyable or better? So it's about those little things that you do to make uh, small um, sort of um, wins or that impact that you, you make on their lives on the end stage of life. And because it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of celebrating of life as opposed to um, not celebrating of life because someone has lived 90 years, 100. I've had clients who are 104, 105. Wow. And when they get to that end stage of life and you know that this is it, you are celebrating their life as opposed to uh, breaking down um, and, 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 and feeling like mm -hmm. you could have done more for them because they're younger. But because they're at that end stage of life, all you want to do is let me sit down and you know, have a 10-minute conversation or five-minute conversation and just make this person's day. And let me grab that last wisdom, if I can, from this person yeah. because they've lived their life. And, and for me, I just found I was getting more um, attached as well um, from their experiences. And, I'm, and, I, and I keep learning more. Maybe it's because of my upbringing where we spend so much time with our grandparents. We just sit yes. and talk and feed off their wisdom. And finding that in my job, in my career, I just felt like it was an added bonus. So I go to work yeah. every day and, you know, I sit down and um, I'll just use um what would you call that i'll just use a word or a name that is not you know uh, a client's name uh, mrs x will sort of um say to me oh you, you 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 don't look very happy today you know life is short you yeah. should smile more you know go make a cup of tea you know oh can you smell the rain oh it's beautiful oh look at this you know they make you um a lot of the older people will make you realize that there are simple pleasures of life that we take for granted. And I'm, so and I, I'm, I'm reminded of that in my job. And I feel like that is the best thing you can ever have. You go to work to get reminded of how special you are and how special life is. Very few people have got that in their jobs. So yeah. I feel like, you know, an aged care industry is, is, is just, it's a growing industry, but it's also a fulfilling industry. And I'm so, so lucky that I've been able to build a career out of it. Um, yeah. And you kind of like, you, you touch on something that's quite interesting to me. So thinking about, you know, like you were saying, it's about making that person when you reach that age to just be comfortable <laughs> and you have learned a lot from that with the simplicity of life, like smile, mm -hmm. sit down and smell the coffee. But also you touch on an aspect that I feel is a big gap in our community as you know, young people growing up in that you're so busy trying to work, trying to build your career, trying to be a business person, trying to climb that ladder mm -hmm. that you forget that, you know, there are other things in life that are more important. There are other things in life that are more important. There's connections. There's the importance of, you know, older people are not just like, oh, boring. And they mm -hmm. say these. Yeah. There's a wisdom in there that 
you can use in your life and that importance of connection. Um, Cause I feel as if a lot of the times, because we're just so focused insular mm-hmm. with what you need to be and where you need to be. Yes. You don't get to actually appreciate either older people or even appreciate the smaller things that are happening in your life. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's, it's, um, it's, it's very, and I feel like, and you're right. It's something that's missing in our, in our, in our communities and society today. Um, building meaningful relationships because people yeah. are so busy and also we are living in an instantaneous, uh, world uh, and society where you need a meal you just grab your phone and order one you don't need to go to the the store you want to date someone you just go on an app and you look for them um so you know it's one of those things where where are we yes technology is good but is it um ripping us off something that is more valuable which is the village are we losing the village or have we lost the village? The village concept yeah. where people now are not even talking to each other. It's interesting. I had a young person um, that I ran into and um, she was saying to me, oh, you know, I need to uh, message my friend and organize what I'm doing this. We're talking about what we're doing for the weekend. And she's like, oh, she yes. hasn't confirmed. But anyway, I'm just going to message her and just see whether she's going to confirm whether we're, do- we're going for a movie on the weekend. And I said to her, mm. why don't you just pick up the phone and call her? And she said, yes. oh, no, I don't like talking to people on the phone. I actually don't, but I actually don't even talk to people on the phone. It's just my mom. My mom just loves to ring and ring. I just, I'll just text her. It's okay. I'll just text her. I said, no, but yeah. it's different. Have a conversation. It is very and find different. Out. Yeah. You lose the art. I have, in the probably in the last year or mm-hmm. so, had to be very conscious, very intentional mm-hmm. about calling people and not texting them because I did get into that thing where I'm like, all the time, I'll just text you. Hey, what are you yes. doing? Hey, I'm like, pick up the phone. I physically, in the last year, tell mm-hmm. myself before I send a message, I'm like, no, pick up the phone and say hello. Mm-hmm. Like you just sending a smiley emoji yes. is not good no, it's enough. Not. Right? It's not. Yeah. It's not because um, th- there's a lot of um, uh, what do you call it um, imagery that a lot of people will put up, like more like more like a facade when you're behind a keyboard you can become anyone you want to become so if someone sends you a message you know oh hey you know what are you up to a b c d i just i just saw this on youtube it's so funny they send you, you know, a link and laughing da, 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 smiley face. you might be having a really bad day but because you don't yeah. want to be a party pooper you are going to send smiley faces as well and say oh yes oh yes oh, this person's A, B, C, D, or I'll check it out, A, B, C, D, and you send a smiley face. So easy to dismiss that conversation. Whereas if that Mm -hmm. person picked up the phone and wanted to talk to you about something funny that they saw and you're having a bad day, they can sense it in response. They can pick it up. And then what's going to happen is they will put that conversation of a funny video that they saw aside and focus on how you're feeling and how you're sounding. So that is what we are missing in our society nowadays, we are missing uh, talking to each other and actually picking up 
on my friend doesn't sound the way she sounds all the time. Let me explore more of what's happening. And now that brings in a whole another discussion on mental health and how we can be each other's support system by simple things like having a conversation and picking up the phone. So with um, social entrepreneurship, uh, for me, what got me in there is uh, obviously I wanted to do business and I, uh, I'm doing business now, but I wanted to do... Um, responsible business responsible business in you know and hence why i've got a social enterprise um responsible business in such a way that obviously with social entrepreneurship yes we're driving social change uh, the only way you can make change that is impactful or satisfactory to you as a business owner is if you can make change and mm -hmm. uh, social entrepreneurs, we solve uh, social problems, social economic problems. And if you're going to start a business, it has to be solving a problem. If you're doing a business that's not solving a problem, then really you are wasting time. Um, and they're exactly. gonna, yeah. yeah. And you can you, you can give you know hundreds and thousands of examples of businesses, big businesses. When you really look at the core. Um, um, value or the core um, nucleus of that business, if you like, is there's a problem they are solving. Mm -hmm. So hence why I went into social entrepreneurship. And also, you know, it's the buzzword in the business streets these days. <laughs> so you might as well get on the wagon. Who are we fooling? Yeah. <laughs> Who are we fooling? Yeah. But I, I think I also like um, touching on what you say, like, the aspect of it's embedded in your mm. business. It's not just a thing that you think about mm -hmm. afterwards. Because I think about social responsibility for companies saying, oh, we have social responsibility. We're going to plant trees. Yes. That is very different mm -hmm. to you thinking exactly about what change your um, driving business mm. is driving in your society. Plus, also, whatever monies or whatever you're making is going into feeding into that society mm -hmm. a very different mindset there um so tell us about regions international i knew it, I, I knew a bit from regions of africa because i've seen your things uh but tell me about what regions international is and what you're driving to achieve with okay it. so regions international are very similar to what we were doing before but um and the reason why we've rebranded as i mentioned earlier is we're going um global because um, we want to be able to to do business with um, anyone around the world who's got a similar vision and passion for what we want to achieve. So basically what we are doing with Regions International, and I think our website should be up and running now, is um, we are supporting and driving um, startups, uh, mm -hmm. uh, small and medium enterprises, so SMEs that want to scale up into Africa mm. and vice versa. So startups and SMEs that's, that are um, planning or want to scale up out of Africa. Because one thing that we have discovered or I have discovered is that there is so, there's, we've got so many um innovators at the moment that are creating amazing, amazing technology, innovations, and solving 
um, socioeconomic problems that are not just for the one country, but globally. So, for mm -hmm. example, um, if an innovator has created um, an app that is solving a social problem here in Australia, you look at a country like Zambia to see, can Zambia benefit from this? Of course mm -hmm. it can. But obviously, the person who started that business here uh, might not have considered scaling up into Zambia. So what we are doing yeah. with uh, Regions International is making those connections to say, okay, so this is working really well in Australia because of ABCD. So we've got a team on the ground in Africa. We're working with Innovate Africa. Um, they, they do a lot of research uh, on the ground in different African countries, which then we mm -hmm. use that data to see whether this business can scale up and where it can scale up and how it can work. So it's more yeah. making those connections by solving problems. So, for example, um, there's a delivery um, innovation system that um, a company in Zambia has developed at the moment that we're looking at. It's working really well the way they've done it uh, due to um, the fact that we haven't really closed the deal. I can't mention the names um, because yeah. it's working so well. We want to be able to scale it to scale it up in Australia. So that mm, is something that's okay. coming out of a country like Zambia into Australia. But a lot of those people that started that did not look at it in terms of, oh, we should think globally and see how we can scale up. And that's a lot of um, um, things that we have discovered, issues we have discovered in, in a lot of the small businesses in Africa is a lot of them don't look at scaling up as a way yeah. to advance or grow their business. Uh, sometimes uh, it might be due to a lack of connections or a lack of networking or lack of research as well. Um, but then also mm -hmm. there's, there's other legal things that you have to, to loops that you have to jump up and find out tax, um, you know, um, uh, policies that are in that country to see how can we set up ABCD, but that doesn't stop them from um, looking at the possibility of scaling up because we've got so many Africans in the diaspora that are set yeah. here, that are citizens here, that can go into business with someone who is in Africa and set up something here. Or vice versa, mm. if uh, a company sets up something here, they can scale up into Africa because it's a growing continent. So again, it's yeah. about raising that bar of our continent, but then also not recreating the wheel. Someone has already developed something that's working properly here, why can't we consider to um, then take it into um, the African continent and see how it can work to solve some um, social um, economic problems? I, I kind of like, um, I'm interested to kind of ask you, like, when you've been down this road of regions international, what are some things that you've learned along the way around how you can bring about a business mm -hmm. um, globally, and also what type of mindset do you need? I know I've asked you two questions. <laughs> I, should, I should be asking you one at a time, but I'm just like, you know, like what lessons have you learned that are kind of like a lot focused on what mindset you need to be as a global uh, business? Okay, uh, I'm going to I'm going to give you a from um, um, Bishop TDGX, and uh, I really, really, 
love listening to his teachings on on leadership and business um one thing that i've learned and i learned this earlier on when i first started regions of africa it was that i can't afford to have a mother teresa approach to uh business in a bill gate in a bill gates world um because with regions of africa there was a lot of yes we want to create change and we are going to help so many people and we're going to do it this way it was a lot of give 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 and we're going to do that uh, and then quickly i realized that that concept can't work because mm -hmm. if you want to help more people you need money so yeah. that you can reach more people and you can have a greater impact. So we're living in a Bill Gates world and we can't have that Mother Teresa con uh, mindset to it. Um, so that's what, I, so those are some of the lessons I learned, but also to, um, to learn how to pick my team when it came to um, executing what I want to achieve, which is very, very important to pick your team. Um, you one thing I've learned is that when you are going to achieve something at a greater height or you're going to grow or drive growth, pick people who have got skills to do what you need done. Don't just bring mm. people in because they think what you're doing is great. Yeah, and I think that, you know what, you've just touched mm. on something that has been you know on my mind lately because i've been you know i'm involved with a couple of like community groups and sometimes i'm kind of yeah. like the dysfunction that happens there i'm like mm -hmm. why are you people here you're not even contributing like what's your purpose mm -hmm. and some answers i've got oh you know they like the idea and they think the idea is great and i'm like yeah they think the idea is great yeah. but they're not contributing mm -hmm. if you're not contributing you are detracting yes. from mm -hmm. it right so your point there on picking the right team and picking people who are not just with you in they understand the value mm -hmm. and are passionate about it but they have the skills to mm -hmm. do it very I think a lot of people yeah no it's very very important and very very important um because one thing that i know is that i'm capable of achieving what i want to achieve but i've only got two hands and yes. if i want to grow and drive growth in what I'm doing, I'm gonna need more than two hands. But then that's where picking my team comes in. I need to pick people that have got the skill set to achieve what I need achieved and that understand my vision. So I'm not gonna bring people in just because they are my friends or because they are my cheerleaders. They can still be mm. my friends and my cheerleaders on the sidelines. Uh, I mm. need to find people that can actually execute. Um, what I need done. So, and, and those are some of the things that um, are hard to take on firsthand when you first start a business mm -hmm. because sometimes you've got an idea you shared with a friend and the friend goes like, oh yes, let's do it together. Let's do this. Um, but it's very, very important in business to be honest. Open rebuke mm -hmm. is better than hidden love just don't hire some people because you like them because if they underperform you're just going to keep them there because you like them um 
Yeah. So be quick to um, be slow to hire and quick to fire. Mm. So that is those are some of the key lessons that I've learned um, in in building what I'm building at the moment. Um, and then also it, when it comes to finances, it's very important to make sure that yes, starting any business that you're going to do uh, at the beginning, it will take money. Will take yes. money, and you need to understand that for anything to grow, for you to drive your business or your to drive change that you wish to see, uh, you have to put in the work. You have to put in the work. You have to you have to make sure that you put in the work. A lot of people will come up and talk about, "I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this." Yes, okay. Yes, yes, that's good. What have you done? What work yes. have you put in? Some of your pet peeves, like what's um, annoying you or frustrating you um, right now? The, the fact that a lot of people, a, a lot of minorities, I'm a minority. A lot of my, my a lot mm. of minorities um, are not utilizing their diversity um, to what's the word? They're not utilizing their diversity to create something special for themselves. They're not using mm -hmm. their diversity as a strength. Um, sometimes working in corporate Australia, um, you, you do feel it. And I'm sure people who do mm -hmm. not work in corporate Australia still feel that they are minorities. But you mm -hmm. can use your, your, your diversity to your strength. You can use it to uh, to build your image. When you walk mm. in a room, you're different. So chances are yep. um, a lot of people's eyes are on you anyway. So mm -hmm. if you then sit in a corner and not say a word because you're a minority, um, the eyes will still be on you and say, oh, okay, so, you know, people from this... Uh, you know, background, they don't really speak much. Or mm. you can decide, you can demand the room, get in the middle and say something. Embrace mm. your differences. Use that to your strength. Use the fact that you're different from other people to your strength by telling your stories. Don't be afraid to share your story. Yes, I'm from Zambia, but I'm bringing something valuable to the table uh, because of my upbringing, because of where I'm from. There's lessons yeah. and stories. Like you said, you've got another um, interest of um, stories from our grandparents with Tushimi and things that we yes. uh, grew up listening to. Some of the, that wisdom that we fed off, we can bring it into um, our workplaces, into our career building, to our businesses, and people will fall in love with your stories. I sit with you in, in kind of like thinking about like, let's use our strength and be able to kind of like really value your strength and really value that you're bringing something. You are valuable. You mm -hmm. are important. There's something here for you to do. Whether, you know, you're, you're a minority or not, it is important to kind of like find the value and sit in your strengths and use them. What are some final uh, thoughts that you have just around how you as an individual 
can stay connected to what's important to you. Okay. Um, by being authentic. Be authentic. Mm. Um, I think for me, it's, I've never stopped learning. So I've, I've never reached a point in life, in my career, in my new ventures. Um, I've never reached a point in life where I've gone, oh, I know everything now. I'm not going to learn anymore. Mm. I'm a serial networker. Uh, a lot of my friends go, oh, yeah, if, you know, are you going to this thing? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, you're always attending uh, networking events. You're always doing this. You're always doing that. And I'm like, because when I network, mm -hmm. I learn. I learn from people. Yeah. And you can never, as, as a person, it doesn't matter whether you are trying to build a career, a business, uh, or yourself, um, you never stop learning. And the moment you say you, you're done, I think that's the moment you start dying inside. Um, yeah. So that's how I remain connected to myself. I remain authentic. I know who I am. I know that I'm, I'm a minority in, in Australia, first of all. And I use my diversity as my strength. I work hard. So let's not be yes. food. Yes, we, um, they, they, there's a lot of um, comparison that goes on to say, oh, you know, this person has achieved this, this person has achieved this. You need to be like, you know, uh, Oprah. Look at Oprah. Oprah has done this. Uh, look at um, Hillary Clinton. She's a woman. She's achieved this. She's achieved that. But what we forget to show a lot of people, especially young people, is the struggle and the work and the hard work behind those images use your diversity mm -hmm. as a strength and not a weakness and the third one is work yeah. hard work hard you cannot you cannot uh fool yourself to say i'm gonna achieve that without working hard i've always said ex um uh you have to work hard you have to execute your goals mm -hmm. Because if you don't yeah. uh, execute your goals, but you just, you know, want to achieve those goals without execution, it's delusional. So you need to be able to work yeah. hard to execute. So very, very important. And, and one last thing, love yourself. Love yeah. yourself enough. To, yeah, through it through all. It love all. yourself yeah. enough. And by loving yourself, you're going to discover your purpose. And that's what's going to help you to um to know what you want to do in life thank you to cynthia for spending time with us this wisdom is not meant for your ears only share it with your circles like us on our podcast platforms thank you for listening till next time stay wise stay connected <laughs>